0: There's a lot about kind of me, 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 and being in tune with what you bring that can be helping others, being in tune with the agendas of those who run companies, the departments you're in, your new boss, that's really one of the kind of fundamental first questions to be asked because you'd be helping them with their agendas, it's the number one way to help you with yours.
1: There are opportunities for our work and careers
0: everywhere, if you know where to look. That's easier said than done, especially in our fast-paced and constantly changing world. Marianne Fairmouth is talking to experts, employers, and job seekers to bring you insight and understanding about
1: what's possible. This is Career Can Do, where we're navigating the new work world. Welcome to the Career Can Do podcast a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate the new work world. My name is Mary Ann Fairmouth. I'm an executive recruiter, corporate trainer, podcast owner, and author of seven books. And today I am just delighted to have on my show a gentleman that is really making a difference in the career arena. Michael Winteroth is an executive coach that's helped thousands of aspiring leaders to leverage their power and ascend. He's worked with such entities as the Harvard Business Review, Forbes, and he is the author of the very prominent book, Get Promoted What You're Really Missing at Work That's Holding You Back. And prior to becoming an executive coach, Michael served 20 years bringing blockbuster innovation to life in China, the US, and Europe. He holds an MBA from Stanford Business School, and has been trained as an executive coach at Columbia University. After that incredibly long introduction, and without further ado, help me introduce and welcome Michael Wentworth. Michael, say hello to everybody.
0: Hello to everyone out there. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Well, Michael, we are just thrilled to have you on Career Can Do. You've done some really interesting, wonderful things. And I wanted to have you on the show today because As we talked about in the Blue Room, the new work world is new. It's different. And for the candidates and the clients out there, I thought someone like you, with your experience and your background, could really shed some good information, good light on theories and philosophies and innovative perceptions that really would help people. And I know your focus is on building power, but we talked in the Blue Room, what I like so much about what we talked about is it's about power in the sense of empowerment, So
0: tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, my focus, very similar to yours, is helping talented people get ahead because oftentimes they will miss certain things that really can help them, their teams, their causes. And while the book talks about power, it really is about agency, empowerment, and things that you can do to really move the needle, whether that's within your company or as you're transitioning into new spaces. And we can, we can talk a lot about the ways the work world has shifted. Some of the principles remain the same, but you've got to be in tune, and I think this is one of the key messages here. There's a lot about kind of me, 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 and being in tune with what you bring that can be helping others. Being in tune with the agendas of those who run companies, the departments you're in, your new boss that's really one of the kind of fundamental first questions to be asked because you'd be helping them with their agendas. It's the number one way to help you with yours.
1: Well, I think you're exactly on point because I've had, you know, I mean, interviews the last couple of weeks where my clients have said to me, Marianne, he came in, he, he, you know, he told me how wonderful he was. But then he asked me, you know, how many vacation days, what am I going to get promoted? What are your benefits program? And it was all about me, me, me. And so I'm not going to really consider him, even though he's got a great background and his you know, his experience is wonderful. But Marianne, he didn't come in and tell us what all that would do to make a contribution to our bottom line. So I think we all want to become our best self. We all want to be the best we can be. But I think the difference now, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I'm hearing, Michael, is that the difference post-COVID to pre-COVID is, hey, that's great. You've had all the successes, you've done all those wonderful things, you've got all those degrees, but how is all of that going to contribute to my bottom line? Do you agree?
0: Yeah. If you want to be an impact player, this is the question you need to be asking and thinking about. And I think to your point, Marianne, I think there was a lot during the Great Resignation where the balance of power, so to speak, or people perceived that it had shifted to employees and you know, it's very quickly shifting back to employers has been a lot of, at least recently, kind of layoffs in the tech sector is to be very conscious of what you can bring. You do want to stand up and talk about your capabilities, but there's a difference between confidence and pushing that too far. All about me.
1: The other thing I'm seeing too, and I had just had it not long ago, this happened, you know, I have a client, I had a candidate that wanted to work real early hours to go in real early and leave early. I wondered why is that? And I read a lot and I think that a lot of people now are wanting to become entrepreneurs. You know, What's your take on that? Do you think this is the right time in our economic system to encourage people that maybe are not maybe four or five years, seven years experience of people to go out and become entrepreneurs? I mean, what is your take on that?
0: People should be taking care of themselves. And I think they should be engaged. Now, what this means, you know, if they're fully employed and they've got, you want to call this a side hustle or entrepreneurial stuff going on, I think that's a choice that everyone makes. But to be conscious of also how you're showing up, what you're bringing to your, your current employer. And again, I do believe people should take care of themselves. It's a question of kind of what that balance is and to our point before, what are you bringing to the organization you're, you're working for?
1: I think so. And I think the, the one thing that, that COVID has brought to us, the one positive thing it's brought to us is making us all kind of stop in our tracks and reevaluate. Who am I? What do I really want to do? What brings me joy? In life, essentially, we have two goals. One of them is to be loved, and one of them is to have purpose. I thought, wow, isn't that the truth? So love is a, is a big word. You know. It could be you know, love of what you do, love in a relationship, love in a friendship. But I think at the end of the day, it's about work-life balance. It's about, you know, I think they relate. You know, if you're happy with who you are and you're in the right job, you're going to go home and be a better parent. You know, if you're a good parent, you have a good home life, you're going to go back to work and be a good worker. Don't you think that COVID's brought some of those things, those thoughts to us?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think everyone is looking at the value they bring. And also, this is kind of the central part. While a lot of clients come to me about getting promoted, it is really like, are they making an impact? One is incumbent upon employees to be thinking about, how can I make an impact in this organization? But it's another thing for employers to realize, right, this is why people stay, because they feel valued that they're making an impact. We know it's not necessarily about salaries. I mean, most people leave because of their boss. But that central point around impact and value runs through pretty much every client that I work with.
1: You hit on a really important point. And I think that feeling valued, feeling appreciated, feeling like you are significant that you make a difference like you said sometimes that's even more important than salary because if you're making a whole lot of money but for example you never see your kids you never have time with your kids or you never have time to take vacation with your wife I mean the end of the day is that making all that money really fulfilling enough for you and I think that we all want to be our best selves we want to be professionals in our world want to be successful but what does the definition of success really mean for you and you touch upon that
0: in your book? Absolutely. In fact, that's right at the beginning because this question of where do you want to go, that is a very personal question. And it's one that, you know, as coaches, we want to serve the client's agenda. So it is this question of what do you define as success? Some of my clients do define it as reaching the C-suite or certain material rewards, but a lot of people, it still comes back to that piece around impact and value. And one of the things, and it could be a very quick takeaway for many of the listeners out there, that I recommend all my clients do early on when they're thinking about their organization and their own path is to scan their organization to almost be the fly on the wall and say, who is rising in the ranks or is doing the things that I, I see or I aspire to? And to look at that and you say, how are those people in terms of work-life balance? How are those people in terms of various aspects? Because that will give you a very good read on the company culture and what is being promoted there. Because we know for a, a fact that a lot of organizations you've been in recruiting for many years, you know, so you know the great organizations, a lot of organizations will kind of say one thing, but they will promote and do another. And so it behooves every employee to really understand what is being promoted in the organization. And then when that information decide, hey, is this a place I want to be a long, long-term, or if it's not, to be looking for a place or finding a place or building your own, right? If you're in that entrepreneurial route, that does embody those values.
1: And what made you get into what you're doing? I mean, the whole degree is from some of the best universities in the world. And now you're in Europe and you've got such a multifaceted background. But Michael, what was it that made you write this book or or become executive coaches you are? Was there something that happened that made you want to do it or how did that all come about?
0: Great question. And it's something I share in that introduction of my book, but essentially I saw very talented, smart, hardworking people. I saw many of them hit these glass ceilings, not make the impact that they wanted to in organizations. While at the same time, they were upset because they said, I'm doing a lot of things that I think I've been told to do. And then they looked and they saw a lot of leaders who weren't embodying that, who were rising to the top, getting promoted, you name it. And that really got them frustrated. You know, This point around kind of living the life that you want and that fulfillment. I saw great talent being stalled, being frustrated. That made me angry at first because we, you know, seeing some of the leaders we get in organizations who run them into the ground, even leaders in countries, and I'm furious about that. At the same time, kind of flipped it around again. What we do in coaching is kind of curious about that. Why was that happening? And there's a really good body of research of why we promote certain people, ways that they either behave or they exude confidence. It's not necessarily mimicking or aping those behaviors, but if The evidence would show some of those things help in organizations, understanding other people's agenda, being strongly networked, for example. How could we help those people who get stalled learn some of that without becoming those folks they so despise? Because that is a very important skill set. We were talking about this before. As you get into organizations, it's about operating and working with other people. It's about influence, particularly as you move beyond the individual contributor level so what's hit a lot of those people is they weren't paying close enough attention to the interpersonal skills, the political skills that they needed to manage at those upper ranks. And that's why I got into coaching to help people like that get better leaders.
1: That is such uh, important information that you're sharing and I also look at some of our people in the world that have been really successful and prominent like you know the Facebook guy, the Microsoft guy, the Dell guy, I mean, all these people that have done so well and not all of them have gotten four-year degrees. Now, I'm really big on education. I think it's important, but at the end of the day, and even now with post-COVID, I reflect upon that and I think what you said before is really paramount in that at the end of the day, it boils down to your skill set, your determination, your drive, and your relationship. Education is definitely a component of success. But I don't know that it's the most important component. Do you agree?
0: Yeah, the evidence, and I unpack a lot of this research in the book, would show that it's not about your intelligence. What really pushes you up are those interpersonal skills. And I would dare to call them even street smarts. My kids go to public school. And I think you can be, nowadays, almost too sheltered, too helicoptered or snowplowed parents, right? You know, pushing and making everything easy for you. Being able to navigate interpersonal conflict, being able to manage things, to step up for yourselves are incredibly useful skills that you will need in organizations because they are highly interdependent arenas. And so that's absolutely fundamental skills. Oh, well, I
1: think so. And, you know, I've talked about this before in a previous podcast, but I mean, I'm a writer and I have a lot of admiration for J.K. Rowling. And J.K. Rowling did give a commencement address at Harvard. The name of that address was the benefits of failure. And she went up in front of Harvard and said, you all think, why is this woman talking about? And if you're here at if Harvard and got a degree, you haven't experienced that much failure. But what she talks about is that those failures she herself encountered made her become who she is today and made her with the determination and drive to achieve what she's achieved. So I think in some ways, going through challenges, going through whatever we have to go through to have the experiences that make us more Humble. And I gave a commencement address at a college not long ago. And one of the things I said is sometimes success can be the biggest failure because it makes us arrogant. And sometimes failure can be the biggest success because it makes us humble and it makes us have compassion. I'm not trying to say don't get a college degree or don't ever applaud failure. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying look at what you're doing, what your journey is. Sometimes it's not the journey destination, it's the people along the way. And if you get stuck, And you're not quite sure what to do, there is a person out there like Michael Wentworth that you can call. So, Michael, if they want to get a hold of you, tell us your website, tell us how they can get a hold of you to to go to their next step out there.
0: So, my website, which is Chang Wenderoth, not Change, C H A N G, I'm half Chinese. And so, changwenderoth.com is my website. And from there, you can reach out to me, you get the first chapters of my book which is also available on Amazon or wherever you get books, as well as a lot of resources. So the articles that I've written in Harvard Business Review, Forbes are up there, short snippets of videos, and to reach out to me and get resources that way.
1: Okay. And that book again is called Get Promoted. What You're Really Missing at Work That's Holding You Back. And it's on Amazon. Is that correct?
0: That is correct.
1: If you had to give people out there listening two tips without giving the show away, but two tips (laughs) about what could really help them moving forward. What would those two tips be as far as getting promoted or becoming more happy with their employment?
0: So I would say the first tip is this, which we touched on before, which is to really understand the true north of others, (laughs) their agendas. I think that's really important when you're working with other people. So it's not always about me, it's about them. And how do we align or recognize that? And then the second part is this broad area about interpersonal skills. And I would say this, perception matters a lot. So you may think the world of yourself and so forth, but it's not necessarily what you say, it's what other people hear or perceive. And so really being in tune with how they see the world are two fundamental things that people can do to really help themselves.
1: Well, Michael, I have just been delighted to have you as a guest on Career Can Do. I think you're Really, really great at what you do. I think you are right on on target for the new work world. But more importantly, I think you are a great human being that cares about helping others. And I think at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We're all out there to become our best self. But more importantly, what what can you do at these times, changing and challenging times, to help somebody else? Michael Wentworth is a personification of that. So again. My name is Marianne Fairmount. This is Career Can Do. If you've missed his website or his contact information, it'll be on my website, fairmount.com. But again, Michael, we're thrilled to have you on Career Can Do, and thank you so much. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks.
1: We thank you for tuning in to our Career Can Do podcast. We make no guarantees on results for your particular quest, but we hope you enjoy the information presented. Thank you.